Hello and welcome, friends, to Entrepreneur's Verse, a daily podcast giving you an insight into the life, times, and crimes of the LD14 cohort. I'm Amitha Goyle, and I'm taking over from David today to chat with solo founders who are looking to find their match. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome to the show our first solo founder, Joseph Cornelli. Hey, Joseph. Hey, Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're excited to have you here. You're, you're going to be the first one um, who we're going to talk to about what it's like to be a solo founder. So, yeah, tell us like how, uh, you know, tell us about your experience with EF. Why did you decide to join? How do you like the program so far? Um, good. Of course, being on this podcast makes me very happy. So I'm totally enthused to be here. Um, I think a, a kind of interesting story about EF is that I... Uh, Unlike some people, apparently, I wasn't tracked down by EF. I, I called them first. And furthermore, I found them in a kind of weird way. I was looking for a job actually as a closure programmer because I love programming in closure. Uh, and I found a blog post about how their EF dashboard was built using closure. It was on a, on a blog by some people that I know. So I read that. And then I applied. Um, cool. after, actually, yeah. Very cool. And how, how are you liking the program so far? We're in week five now. It's really good. I've, I've since the, since the lockdown, I moved to South London and I'm really happy. I, I tend to work from home. Usually I enjoy working from home, but I really enjoy working from home here in South London because I've got lovely green trees outside of my window um and you know it's it's a pleasure to work from home with really interesting people to talk to all the time so i would say it's going well of course it has its ups and downs like anything uh but the program itself is really good cool and you know we want to get to know you a little bit more too so would love to hear kind of what excites you what are some areas that are exciting for you you mentioned briefly on ef and and how you kind of got interested in in learning more so just share with us um areas that excite you? Yeah. So I was looking around, I guess the reason I was excited about EF and the reason I did ultimately, I had gotten a job programming in Clojure for a company in the US in Chicago and I was working in Scotland. Um, but what excited me about EF is it, it was a time to kind of pursue some of my own ideas. Uh, I've had a lot of ideas over the years. Um, and in particular, I had some ideas that I had put into grant and fellowship proposals, applications, uh, and those weren't funded for whatever reason. Often they're very competitive. Uh, and I thought, hey, here's a chance to try it in a different way. So I thought maybe an entrepreneurial approach could be a better way to fund some of those ideas. So that's what I probably have mainly focused on here is, is, is thinking about that, thinking about how uh, to turn some of these things, which were academic research projects into a billion dollar business. Yeah, that sounds fun. So can you tell us about one or two of those ideas? Would you mind sharing with us? Uh, sure. So I think the, the main one, which I've actually even had since I was a kid, I suppose, in different in one way or another, but that's kind of a long story. But like when I was a kid, I thought, wouldn't it be great if there was a computer program that could teach me in the optimal way? And I think I've even run into some other people on the on the cohort who have said similar things. I, I bet a lot of 
uh, geeky kids have the same thought that it would be much better to learn from a computer program uh, than from a human teacher. Um, and then later in life, I had the view, okay, well, that's, that's great, but wouldn't it be nice to have a computer program that could actually do, say, mathematics or uh, some other intellectual task? And sure, one of the functions of that could be to teach people mathematics, but another could be to make novel discoveries going beyond uh, what humans can do. So that that was a slightly more mature take on on the thing that I conceived of as a as a preteen. Um, and then later in life, I was thinking, yeah, how will we actually build this, right? So where, where can we get the data from? Um, and as time's gone by, there's more and more data online that could be used to train an AI system uh, for, I think, either mathematics would be one good bet, but uh, fundamentally what I've been looking at here is an AI programming system for computer programming. So um, I think that's the core idea I've brought along, basically taking data from Stack Exchange, GitHub, and other open source repositories and using that to train an AI. So it's a little bit different from some of the other systems out there. I would say maybe quite different from some of the other systems out there that just look at source code. What I'm really interested in is looking at the human interactions around that. And of course, um, some of the other conversations I've had with people have opened that up to say, well, couldn't we make a AI system for, you know, coaching or an AI system for some other function besides programming. And yeah, I'm, I'm quite excited by that line of thinking and questioning as well. Yeah, I love that. It's like co-creating, right? That's what EF talks about, like having mm -hmm. your edge and then having all these different folks and their perspectives and really creating magic. So tell me a little bit more, Joseph. Um, why why does this area excite you? Like why why this over anything else? So one of the things that I think really matters about this, there's a there's an article. I mean, this has just been a lifelong interest, as I said, since I was a kid, really. Uh, but why why is it something that I have kept coming back to? I mean, there's there's philosophical reasons which are like maybe more personal to me. But uh, one answer is that from why does this even matter? Is uh, if you think about people who are unemployed or who are employed doing things which are um, let's say destructive to the world, which could be anybody really. Uh, it would be great if they had something that was more productive, like as a, as a knowledge worker, or not just if maybe they already are a knowledge worker, but as someone who really understands the impacts of their actions on the world, which again, could be from a consumer standpoint and so forth. So I, I, maybe it's a bit idealistic, but I think that if people understood the consequences of their actions and the opportunities that they have as human beings to do constructive things, um, the world would be a better place. So I, I think that that's brought home in particular by this guy, uh, Unger, uh, is a philosopher at Harvard who wrote an article about uh, how to save the rainforest. Basically, uh, the idea would be give people who are currently cutting down the rainforest the option to have a better job. So that's a quite pressing need if you're an eco- warrior like me uh, to think about how to create better opportunities for people who really don't have them. Um, so that, that's that's an immediate answer from Unger. I think from me, yeah, I guess I touched a little bit on, on my interest. Like, um, ultimately, this is something I'd love to use, right? Like, I wouldn't mind going back and learning all the mathematics that I 
didn't learn when I left my mathematics PhD or, you know, becoming a much better programmer than I am through getting tool support. I think that that's all possible. And I mean, another thing, I'm a lifelong science fiction fan. So even on some level, I'd be quite happy if someone else built this stuff and I simply got to use it. So uh, it's also interesting to wonder why other people aren't necessarily building this. Um, that, that's a, That's an exciting question. So that's something that I'm grappling with in an interesting way here is why doesn't this already exist um well you're, you're the person to bring it joseph i mean perhaps. I, think, I think you know it, it's really empowering to to have that that purpose and that vision and really create impact and i think uh yeah we want to see this happen cool. so, like what 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 is your superpower i mean we hear a lot about superpowers what is joseph's superpower so uh yeah i i would tend to think of myself as a kind of uh, Batman type of person, you know, so Batman didn't have a specific superpower, although he hung out with a lot of people who did have superpowers. Um, but something that I definitely do, which kind of comes along for the ride uh, and, and could become a superpower, I suppose, if I was ever bit by a radioactive spider or bat or something, um, would be going to the meta level. So you know, what is it that makes EF work uh, well? I'm actually really interested in that, right? So I, th I think there'll be other people here who would like it to work well for them, but I'm actually genuinely interested in what makes this system work well for some people, maybe not so well for other people. And that's, yeah, that's a consistent interest across every system that I've engaged with. And sometimes asking those questions, um, you know, leads to asking difficult questions, which get me in trouble. Sometimes it leads to, you know, really great uh, collaborations with people who are also interested in understanding how to make things work better. So it can be a superpower. Cool. Um, have you have you worked on a team so far at EF? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was on uh, I was on one. Uh, it was with uh, Chris Whitehead. We were a team for ten days. Um. Mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, and I, you know, I was really impressed with Chris's uh, pitch in like one of these one minute, I don't know, micro pitch opportunities. Um, I hadn't met him at the kickoff weekend. In fact, he wasn't there. Um, so Chris and I teamed up uh, based only on these kind of online collaboration. Um, he's based in London. Um, and yeah, I felt we really shared quite a few values. Um, so he had previously created a startup that helps refugees get jobs. And I thought, how cool is that? You know, um, mm -hmm. someone comes from Somalia as a medical doctor, but then, then what, you know, maybe they work as a taxi driver, maybe they don't get a job at all. Um, so I was really interested in that. And then we, we were sort of both interested in this issue of skills and upskilling. Um, but because Chris isn't a AI guy per se, we were looking mostly at like peer-to-peer -peer and marketplace solutions in that space. And I think we clearly identified some unmet needs, but we weren't coming up with any solutions that were going to be defensible, even at the small scale, much less, you know, the billion dollar business yeah, scale. Yeah, that's a really lesson, right? That's an interesting lesson for folks like, how can we be defensible? Are we the right team to execute this idea? And so to that end, I mean, what are you ideally looking for in your next co-founder? Um, so, yeah, so I, I, I think, as I said before, I've brought an idea or something that I've worked on, you know, throughout much of my life. And there is a chance, I suppose, I could fold that into someone else's project. But I'm so 
kind of invested in this way of thinking that I think that will come along for the ride no matter what I do. So I think the ideal for me would be someone who could not only help me realize my vision, but actually, you know, think bigger than that and help us reach to something beyond what, you know, beyond quote unquote, my idea, but something um, with even bigger impact. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And, uh, you know, I'm curious, it, it's really hard um, to, to kind of navigate figuring out the whole process of finding someone. How are you spending your time so that you're productive? Like, what, what are some tips and tricks that you'd like to share with us? Um, so, yeah, I guess I can put a little uh, link and I'm sure it can go in the description on the on the podcast site. But I've been updating my blog. Uh, so one of these vanity URLs called hyperreal.enterprises. Um, and that also has, has all my old uh, grant and fellowship proposals that I mentioned. And I'm marking them up with comments, um, you know, so that that I'm kind of rethinking that and thinking how to make them successful in the new c- context. Also writing a FAQ based on the questions that people are asking me. Um, so I am thinking about probably moving towards a new grant proposal, um, and I'm hoping to involve some colleagues from the Open University on that. I'll talk to them next week. Um, but I also say I'm, you know, I'm very involved with the EF events and activities, and I'm probably, I'm guessing, the most active person on the Slack chat. So I'm really just trying to put myself out there, engage with people, learn, learn from everybody, and share things that I find either interesting or that that I know someone else might be interested in. No, absolutely. I mean, I know you've sent me several links and messages and and brainstorming sessions, so I appreciate that. Okay, we're going to move on to the quick fire round. I want to ask you a series of uh, questions just or, or statements. Tell me, overrated or underrated? Okay. okay. Yep. Right now, remote working. Underrated. Fifty questions to ask a potential co-founder. That list. Overrated. Sleep. Underrated. Notion. Underrated. Spatial chats. Underrated. Peer-to-peer learning. Many people wouldn't even know what that was, so I think underrated. And finally, I have to ask this. I mean, David would kill me if I didn't. Mike Phillips' music taste. (laughs) I think it's varied, so let's say... uh, I think he's got good taste. How about that? Underrated, (laughs) overrated, can't say. I've enjoyed the tunes. Awesome. Well, Joseph, this has been so much fun. Thanks so much for being on the show and really sharing your experiences with us. Really appreciate it. And then to all our listeners, thanks so much for tuning in. Be well, stay safe.